Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Welcome back to the Limited Upside Podcast. I'm Mike Prada. Ben Epstein is on the line. And boy, our Zoom crowd call is very crowded ben uh, very crowded it's not your normal not your normal podcast today no it's not uh spurred on by an idea that matt allen tuck was on the call hi matt Hello, friends we also got tim cato of the athletic matt has a newsletter here's basketball on the WNBA. we've got ricky o'donnell from sb nation we've got christian winfield from the new york daily news hello friends Here. What up, what up, what up? What's good, all? What's going on? So, How's everybody doing? You know, we are hanging in as, I think today is a Wednesday. Does that sound about right? Yep. Yeah, Wednesday. Oh. Okay. Yes, Wednesday. Yeah, Mike's, Mike, yeah, the answer is always like, Mike, you're always within a, a four to five day radius of the day we're on. So That's it good. is good Wednesday. So it, today was a snow day. It was a snow day in New York, and I enjoyed it 100% because we haven't had snow yet. So. Hopefully, that's yeah, nice. Was it was it a snow day or was it like a flurry day? It, I mean, any any snow makes it a snow day. Mm. So okay, I'm all right. So here's what we're gonna do here. Um, you know, you may have noticed that a number of websites have been doing player rankings. It's sort of that time of the year where right before the season, let's take stock of where the NBA is. Now we, uh, who are no longer all at SB Nation, but when we were at SB Nation, we've done this a number of times. Our tradition here is not to rank the best players of today because that is a fairly boring and dull exercise. As anyone who's listened to this podcast knows, I kind of hate rankings, and I think we all sort of hate rankings. No, we'd rather just rank people in the future. So every time these ranking lists have popped up every four years, we have decided to rank who we think the best players in the league will be over the, in four years from now. And Matt's tweet coming out last week reminded us that we're on our four-year mark. Uh, the last time we did this was in 2017, and it's about to be 2021. So we've assembled five or four, you know, no, sorry. We've assembled five of the crew members from the last top 20, top 100 players of 2021 that we did in 2017. And we're going to do, the plan is to do the top 25 players of 2025 with this crew. The reason we've got so many people on is that we're going to pick one by one and scrutinize the hell out of each other's picks. It'll be our four guests. I'll be a picker and Ben will be moderating. The plan is to go to 25. Who knows? Maybe we'll go to more players than 25. Who will the 25 best players in the league be in 2025? Matt, real quick, how did we do last time? Okay, I was a little harsh and said that we were a disaster. And, like, we weren't good. But I don't think we were a true disaster, minus, like, a few picks and maybe taking Chris Tapps for Zingas number four. Mm. 
Yeah, it didn't work I, out so well. I took Carl Towns number three in that draft ahead of both LeBron and Durant. So I feel a bit of personal responsibility for the group because even if I would have taken LeBron or KD at three, I think the list looks a lot better in hindsight. Instead, I took Towns, mm. which didn't quite work out. Well, I feel like in the top 14, we had like almost everyone that should have been there. And then like Marvin Bagley threw us off like the yeah, hill. That's my we fault. <laughs> We weren't awful at the top. We were awful at the bottom. I think what, what this exercise shows you is how many variables there are in success, right? Like, by all measures, Carl Anthony Towns is a top player at his position, but the success that we've looked for from him has evaded him because of a whole bunch of different reasons. You could say that for a bunch of different guys. So, so let me that's a great point. Let me quickly review the top the top ten from last time. I believe Anthony Davis was number one. Uh, Giannis was number two. Towns was number three. Uh, Matt, would you like to remind the crew who number four was? Uh, no. It was Chris S. Porzingis. <laughs> uh, and then I believe I picked Kevin Durant number f- Kevin Durant number five. Then Kawhi Leonard. Then LeBron, which, I mean, I think, Tim, you were the one that made the LeBron selection, right? Uh, I, try- I tried to tell y'all. I, 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 said, it, I, I said this is I way too it. late. I said, what are we doing here? It's LeBron effing James. But um, did y'all listen? No, yeah. you didn't. It's pretty good. He's probably number one in real life. And then number eight was Kyrie Irving. <laughs> that hasn't worked out so well. Number nine was Joel Embiid. And then number 10 was Russell Westbrook, which has also not worked out so well. So it's not so bad. I mean, and even Kyrie and, and Westbrook are top 24. I mean Westbrook. I mean, yeah, but but these are still <laughs> top twenty-five, top thirty players-ish. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not like we pick players who had completely fallen out of the top hundred or even the top fifty. All right. Yep. The only ones we were low on some guys too, right? Like we had Jason Tatum a lot lower than what he really is. We had a lot of guys that that ended up being better than what we thought they'd be, or they just went low because of how the draft went. But you never know. Yeah, I'm interested to see who the biggest movers and shakers are going to be here because some of these guys, like the, specifically, like think about a Kyrie or KD, their injuries are the reason why it's more difficult to kind of place them within yeah. the year 2020 and where they ended up, right? KD is still one of the best players in the NBA. We just haven't seen him play in two years. Um, and also projecting people into their 30s is different. I, I would tell you that my perception of how people age in the NBA right now is different than it was four years ago. And that's not that long ago, but I see guys aging a little bit better, a little bit, you know, hmm. a little more strength to the late to the mid thirties, maybe than there were when people were hitting the age 30. And it was like, Oh, do we really want to extend that contract? And now it's like, shit, he's only 30. He's got four years of strength left in him. So we shall see. Um, I do have the unenviable slash hopefully doable task of moderating this with you fine gentlemen. And so we did a randomly, uh, we did randomly select the order with which we're picking here. And again, we're not picking teams. So it's not like the first pick matters other than that. That will be the first person to be scrutinized for who they pick in this best players of 2025 ranking. Tim, Tim Cato here got the first pick. Then it's going to be Christian, uh, then Ricky, then Prada, and then Matt. So why don't we kick it off to, to Tim Cato for the first pick in the 2025 draft of top players. And no warning either of the of, of who was going first. I, I learned that no, this is random. five oh, minutes no, ago. The chaos is what reigns here. And by That's the way, true. we mm-hmm. will be roasting all the picks. So uh, of course. just be ready for that, everybody. We should. We should. Um, so, yeah, as I've been thinking about this for like three to four minutes, um, 
since learning that I was the number one pick uh, as it is. I I think it's 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 two players. I mean, it's there's, there's only there's only two players that could possibly be considered um, in the year 2020 as potentially the best player in 2025, um, and that is Giannis and Luca. Um, briefly thought about Anthony Davis, but he is um, you know just does not have enough creation power in my estimation offensively uh, for him to ever be considered the best player in the league. Um, and I briefly thought about Zion. But I think he kind of runs into the same issue, and he's really far behind right now defensively. And I expect he'll catch up in a lot of ways, but I just don't think that, you know, top five player, we'll see. You know, this podcast uh, will continue. We will uh, soon find out. But I, I think for the best player in the NBA, in the world, in the globe, on the globe, it's uh, it's Giannis or, or Luca. And as a Dallas writer, I feel like I have to pick Luca. Mm. And. But hang on, that wasn't that wasn't the pick. I, I'm I'm still I'm still determining. Oh um, Spit it out, man. I, I, He's never well, going to well, talk to you again if you well, pick if you don't pick him. You're picking Luca, bro. Just say it. Giannis is a recruiting tactic, though. With Giannis, <laughs> I, I I famously wrote a column saying I don't want Giannis in Dallas. Um, also, I'm just a writer who even knows if I'm covering the Mavericks in five years. We'll take Luca. We'll take Luca. He's he's. I think any attempt to um, be pessimistic or or to to set limits on him have failed at every single you know stage in his entire life. So for me to say that he's not going to be the top overall pick, I you know top overall player, I should say, um, is just is just a push. So where are y'all on this? I agree, Luca. I, I would agree, but I don't agree with your premise that the only players that matter or that will be considered top five in 2025 are the ones you mentioned because the one that I'm going to select second is not one that you mentioned. Oh, let's do it. So we, well, yeah, let's say, why don't we do this? Let's go through each person's first pick and then we shall start the scrutinizing. Well, well no, no, my, same my amount. first. Oh, okay, so like, pick number yes, I'm one. Saying. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, like, yeah, you you got the second selection here, and yeah, Luca's off got? the board, Christian. Who oh no, with, with Luca gone, I, it's no doubt in my mind that in five years the best point guard in the NBA will be Trey Young. So I'm going to take Trey Young. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the nice. the two players in that trade, according to us, <laughs> will be the two best players in the NBA in 2025. Yeah, and, and I think that that goes oh my by, God. How you, by how you, like, you know what I'm saying, grade who's the best player in the NBA. Um, but I, I think a lot of the indictment on Trey Young so far has just been that he hasn't been able to win. And I think winning is going to come with time, right? He's got to take that time to learn, take that time to, to learn how defense is going to play him, and then get new guys around him. I think the Hawks are going to make the playoffs this year. Um, and I think they're just going to continue to get better from there. And the better they get, the more – People are going to recognize him as the mm. best player in this league. This, so this is the this is a we're already starting way off the rails with this pick. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I got the eighth pick in this, and I was like, yeah, Trey Young could be a good pick for eight. I didn't <laughs> see Trey Young coming in two. So I'm you sorry. you think Trey Young is going to be a better player than Giannis than Anthony Davis? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. look, pray away. Before we get into the no, who this, could also be in discussion, come on, this I is a ridiculous pick. Are you serious? Uh, no, I don't. Well, think let's it's ridiculous. see how ridiculous. I think, I think it's right. Oh my god! Let's see how ridiculous it looks next to three, four, and five, and then we shall revisit this first uh, this first round here. So the third pick is is Ricky's. Uh, All right, I'll Ricky, take Giannis. Ricky. 
<laughs> he won back-to-back MVPs. He won Defensive Player of the Year last year and came very close to winning back-to-back Defensive Player of the Year. So impressive. I'm going to uh, do the really family few thing. There. Good answer. Good really answer. <laughs> and that local, actually, on him. local genius picks Giannis. That could be the headline. <laughs> All, right. All right. I'm next, and I'm going to take Anthony Davis. All right. And that leaves. AD. What's your rationale? Got a rationale there, Mike? Why AD of four? Well, uh, as I wrote for the newsletter, I feel like AD is about to redefine defense in the modern era, and he will only be 31. <laughs> and. He'll have LeBron with him, still going strong. Let's see where LeBron goes in this draft. At age, he'll be 40 years old at that point. Uh, but, you know, to me, there's not really another option that would be better. I, I need to see more of Zion before I'm there. Got it. Fair. All right. To you, Matt. Okay, I'm there. I'm taking Zion. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I, I, don't, I didn't really need any selling on Zion. Uh, I think we kind of just, like, uh, wrote off a lot of his – first year because he was hurt throughout the beginning of it but he was i mean he was tremendous in the games that he actually played in am i hoping that maybe stan van gundy isn't his coach playing him at the three in 2025 yeah i'm hoping for that but i mean zion's just like the most unique player we've seen in decades and he's proven that he can play that small ball five role so i think by has he at the very end of last year yeah i mean in spurts so why can't he well, be doing it I'm taking I feel like four is where this draft got interesting because Giannis, AD, and Lucas seemed like an obvious top three. <laughs> we had the great wild card of Trey Young, which, gotta say, I respect the pick. No, I don't do agree I with it, but I respect. I'm fine with it. Whatever. I think I think we can't we can't we can't spend the last five years lauding how good Steph, you know Steph Curry was and not at least say there's a chance that Trey Young has that same level of impact. I I. I uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have picked him, but I, I think I can see the logic of saying this is a, you know, gonna gonna redefine what shooting means, what what a shooting guard means, um, a shooting space guard, both lowercase, not the position. Um, mm-hmm. That said, I'm 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 less uh, less bullish, I would say, than uh, than uh, than than all Christian over here on right. uh, him being so, second overall. So here's a question. Nope. Here's a question. If it is indeed somehow true that Trey Young and Luka Doncic are the two best players in the league. Does that justify the Hawks' decision to make that trade? I mean, yes. I mean, I feel like it, you couldn't really go wrong with either one of them, right? And either way, the Hawks got a superstar that they're going to build their franchise around. Um, and, yeah, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't really think that there's a way that they can't. I don't think this is where you can undo it. You know what I'm saying? And say, oh, they lost this trade, right? I think losing this trade has gone out the window at this point. Oh, I think they lost the trade. No, you got to... I think they lost the trade. You got someone who could potentially be the best point guard in the NBA for the next 15 to 20 years. Yeah, except you got the guy who... You traded the guy who's the best player in the NBA for the next 15 years. Also, come on, Luke is a point guard. We're, yeah, we're also, not, like, mean, yeah. Positions don't matter, but nah, Luca nah, is nah. a point guard. Luca had much more assists than Trey last play, year. If you need to put a traditional point guard alongside of a player, he's not a point guard, number one. Wait, number what two, does that even they, mean, they, though? They, hang on, hang on, hang on. They, hang on. Also, for the Mavericks, hang on. They What what do the Mavericks do? Because do they don't do that. Are you, go, are you saying that you don't need to? 
They no. they play a two guard off offense often. Uh, off, uh, I'm saying, are often. you saying that you don't? Are you, are you saying that you're not going to need to eventually put a actual real life point guard next to Luka Doncic? No, no, no. I, I disagree. I think you're going to need an actual legit lead one out there next to him, and that's how it's going to be. <laughs> I, I think just, you guys would be great no if you put Spencer Dinwiddie on the floor with him. Uh, you know, mm. you need someone to defend point guards next to Luca, and in a lot of ways, your position in the league is who you defend. But in right. terms of offense, that's I mean, Luca's clearly the point guard. He was second in the league in assists per game. Not like that's a super telling stat, but you know, you basically give the ball to him in the half court. He runs your pick and rolls. He runs your isolations. In the modern NBA, that's kind of what a point guard is. He's more yeah. point guardy than like most point guards. Sure. Yeah, I'm. I <laughs> like he's, that. I'm just he, saying. He, just, he dribbles and passes and runs the offense the same way. Also, I, the, I the understand gar- all of that. You know what I'm saying? I understand what Luca brings. I I just am pushing back on the notion that he is should be filed under point guard. Uh, if you need another one, <laughs> yeah, it's well, just, I mean, like saying a, Ben Simmons is the point guard too. It's I don't just because it, it's just because he's tall. That's the only reason you can't wrap your head around it. No, because Lamelo Ball is a point guard. Was that's Magic not, Johnson a point guard? Absolutely. Definitely. All right, I'm going to rein this back in for this for a second. I, first off, I want to already express my gratitude to Christian for for not being a chalk uh, uh, respondent here and actually mixing this up a bit. Great work already, Christian. Thank you. And uh, very, very valid because we're talking about only hypotheticals right now. So no one can actually be uh, right or wrong. This is the year 2025. But this is a wrong um, opinion, to be clear. <laughs> this, is a, this is a wrong opinion. No, this is this is. I'll, I'll put it this way: the Mavericks aren't going to win a championship until they put an actual point guard next to Luca. Put it. That I way. don't think that's their issue. This might, okay. This will be another another podcast for another time. Um, let's let's circle back now so we can actually get through twenty five of these at a minimum, and we'll go back to Tim for the uh, the sixth overall selection. There is a pick I really want to make that I I probably shouldn't hear. Um, just to see if Christian would would gauge this player as a uh, as a point guard, um, I really shouldn't do that though. I should just take Jason Tatum because he's going to be the sixth best player. Oh, yeah, I mean, really, he's. I view Tatum as a soon to be top five player, um, which had Trey Young, um, a guard who does point stuff, you know, who loves the point, not been taken second, then he would be a top five player. So. That's mine. This, That's mine. This is actually perfect because I was having this discussion with a friend uh, not too long ago, and I was actually really, really high on Jason Tatum before this conversation. And I was going to take this player here before you said Jason Tatum, but now that you've actually said him, I'm going to take the guy who I've come around on. I'm taking Jamal Murray next. Um, oh, I think God. Jamal Murray is going to be one of the best players in the league for a while, uh, especially if what we saw. And, and I think that Jamal Murray had a better bubble showing than Jason Tatum. Um, and if we can see what we've seen from Jamal Murray this year for years to come, what I don't are see we, why he can't be. What are we doing? This reminds me of what when the Wizards doing? took Rui Hakamura over Brandon Clark. It's like a six-eight forward from Gonzaga, but not that one. Wait, Listen, is, you said, you said, Jamal you Murray. Uh, so you Jamal Murray has like eight good games, or, or sorry, sixteen good games, and suddenly he's the seventh best player in the league. No, it's not. He has sixteen good games. It's he has one big ass heart. And I'm taking what? that part over. Yeah. <laughs> what does 100%. that mean? Yeah. See, this is where we're you get I, numbers see, conversations, and then we have actual real life. Oh, see, I I would have had I a would, Denver player in the top ten, but not Jamal Murray. It, it is Jamal Murray. I'm sorry. I'm taking I'm taking him every time. And the conversation I had with a friend was, would you do uh, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, or Jamal Murray? 
And for a while, I was like, okay, I would do Tatum, Mitchell, Murray in that order. Then I started watching games. I started watching, you know what I'm saying, how, you know, I would have rather seen... Oh, so you hadn't watched games before? Is that what you were saying? No, I mean, well, obviously I have. I'm talking about watching these games with respect to the conversation I was having. Mm. Um, I watched Tatum kind of, I don't want to say shrink, but he didn't necessarily put on the cape and put the team on his back like I wanted him to. Um, I watched Donovan Mitchell do that, but not to the clip that Jamal Murray does. And I'm gauging my players who I want on my team by who I think gives me the best chance to win on a nightly basis. And Jamal Murray gives me the best chance. I, I think, think Murray's chance, Murray's chance is whether he's like a, a special, like 99th percentile shot maker because his shot selection, like the, the shots he actually generates are not high quality shots, yeah. but there is, there is just, you know, we saw it in the playoffs and it's possible it can, t- I sure hope it does because that, there is nothing more fun than someone who takes ridiculously hard shots and they just go in, especially if you can be efficient with that. And there's a good, I think there's a chance that Jamal is that player. And if it is, yeah. then that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, there's also a decent chance his playoff entire playoff run in my estimation was you know a little fluky or a little bit an aberration yeah. and i think that oh, i think well i mean it's just it's just he took tough shots and they went in maybe they're just tough shots that went in and next you know over over as as things normalize as you get 100 games 200 games of, over the next five years you know you're gonna realize oh he just had you know a really really hot productive you know month or two months it's, it's possible i'm i'm on the wagon though you can i'm on the, i'm on the jamal murray wagon there's there's an entire bucket of the younger takes difficult shots but makes them bucket here that I feel like will all be coming off the board shortly. I'm not sure there's much difference in, this, in the shot selection of Tatum, Mitchell, or Murray other than they, each of them just goes a little bit further out per se uh, on the court. They all take really difficult shots. I mean, part of the part of the bubble, though, was just kind of like watching guys play summer league but in a more organized way. And I'll say Tatum like goes – Tatum goes to six for me because he also has all defense potential. So yeah, I would I would have taken right. Tatum over Murray for sure. No, Although I'm not I, sure. I, I was I was inclined to take Tatum over Murray at first, but now I've clearly swung, and he wasn't on the board anyway. But I was. That's fair. All right, eighth pick. Eighth pick is Ricky. Well, uh, I just made that Rui versus Brandon Clark comparison, so you know where I was thinking when no, uh, Christian said that pick. I'm taking Jokic. Give me yeah, uh, give me another Denver Nugget. And since we all need to say a ridiculous hot take, I think, as we give our picks, because that's what's happening <laughs> so far, how about Jokic will win an MVP by 2025 or Ooh. sooner? I think, see, I am on board with that. I'm not sure I'm totally there, but, like, I, Jokic, I was, Jokic would probably be fifth on my fake list. Like, I would have taken him above Tatum, above Murray, Here's For the sure. thing about Jokic, he lost so much weight so fast that I think like the law of of like just call it gravity is going to make him put some of that back on soon. And I don't think we're going to have a fat MVP. So and and he's <laughs> he's going to have a very good player on his team competing with him for the same. Well, Luca's already going to win a fat MVP. Yeah, by the time Jokic what, gets one. What about what about what about yeah, Zion? Won one in like nine. 19- <laughs> we're going for only fat MVPs actually <laughs> oh, I love man. this this group of guys right here us just calling other people fat is fantastic yeah, seriously I'm a huge fan exactly. of this just a bunch of pro athletes I mean, on saw, a podcast right pre, here we saw the pre-weight loss photos of of, of, of Nicola man it wasn't looking too hot I'm glad he I'm glad he got uh, that let, let me just chime in on why I picked Jokic here and I think you know yep. Christian was talking about how 
the heart Jamal Murray showed in the bubble was a reason why he took Murray at seven. I think that Jokic showed me something in the bubble too that I probably already knew, but the bubble sort of crystallized it for me when I was watching it. I think Jokic is probably the most dominant back to the basket scorer in the league. Uh, obviously Embiid's another guy who's up there, but Jokic is like really, really awesome with his back to the basket as a scorer. And he's also the best passing center ever. So when you double him in the post, he's able to wing it. It seems like he all consistently makes the right decision. Uh, He might not have like the super high impact defensive potential you have, but I think his offensive skill set, the combination of being so good with his back to the basket as a scorer and just, you know, best of all time as a passer for that position to me elevates him into being in the discussion of maybe one day this guy can win an MVP and maybe one day he could be the, you know, one of the very best players in the league. Like I said, I would have taken, I would have taken him real higher than this. So I'm with you. Um, I guess it's, it's, I guess it's tradition for me to gamble on someone who's not currently the NBA in this thing. Uh, My track (laughs) record is not very good on this sub. Damn it. Are you guys the top players? It should also be noted that Mike watches the least college basketball of anyone I know who likes basketball. Uh, and so picking someone who arguably has played less than five college basketball games so far is going to be a, a great pick for Mike. I, I can already I can already feel the Cade Cunningham pick coming here. Uh, I decided I was originally going to gamble on a high schooler, but I've decided to change course like 180 degrees the other way. And I'm going to pick 40-year-old LeBron James. So 40-year-old LeBron James is a top 10 player in the year 2025. I I buy it. I mean, there's no reason to think that he won't be. Uh, It might even be a disservice calling him the 10th, you know, the 10th best player, ninth best player in the league. I thought he was going to go higher in this draft than he did in the last draft. You know, we had him seven in the last draft. So I thought like, you know, (laughs) just because we let him slip so far last time that someone might take him higher than seven this time. Nope. I mean... I think feel like what we know about modern science mixing with what we've now learned about LeBron's body, I think he's going to be pretty close to the same four years from now that he is right now. If LeBron is still the same in, in four to five years, he needs to be drug tested every game because it's just not, it doesn't <laughs> make sense. The direction we're going, there's going to be no drug testing in five years. Okay. <laughs> hey. and, and that's okay. Um, Prada, your, your pick, your, your pick, Prada. So if you want to give us any more reason uh, or rationale for why LeBron James just made uh, the top 10 in, in our list here, by all means, otherwise uh, to you, Matt. Uh, yeah, you guys have already said it. So again, I'm not entirely sure about the, a lot of the other options don't really do much for me at this stage. So why not? Okay. Sure. LeBron at nine. Okay, Matt, you at 10. Okay, I literally had to look it up and make sure he was actually only going to be 33 four years from now. How is Kawhi only going to be 33 four years from now? Anyway, I'm picking Kawhi. That's still a very <laughs> I him to be a top 10 player. I, I had I that exact same Robot. reaction when I saw I his age on the spreadsheet. I feel like Kawhi's been around for a long time, but I guess not. Kawhi was yeah, born in I, 1991. I, I, Damn, that's crazy. A year older than me. Um, but damn, I'm getting yeah. old. That's I think. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. There, he's obviously still one of the best players right now, and only being 33—that's nothing. We've we've already decided that 40-year-old LeBron is going to be a top 10 player. So, I'll take the seven less years on Kawhi. It's fair. All right, uh, to to Tim. Back to Tim. I'll take Cade Cunningham. Yeah, thought about oh, him at six. 
So, so here's here's the rationale very briefly. He's out of all the players not in the NBA we could take right now. Uh, he is eligible to be drafted next year. So, so he will be 23. You know, we're not saying that a rookie is going to be a top five or top 10 player in the league, a top 11 player in the league. Uh, this will be a third or fourth year player. Um, and basically, Kate Cunningham is a is another six eight point guard. And um, or Christian, can I call him a point guard? Is that allowed? Kate Cunningham. Yeah. Um, you have to shrink. Him. Yeah. Go for it, bro. Okay, so he is a point guard and Luca is not. So Cade Cunningham, as an actual as an actual point guard, Cade Cunningham, um, there's no reason he can't be even better than Luca, because um, he's he's got that he's got that just that point that point mentality, and just just those vibes. Um, but but seriously, like the league is the league is morphing that a a tall playmaker is the you know the the pretty like the, just the top tier like the top tier of of the most valuable type player you can have is a lead ball handler um who creates for himself and others um and does it at like six eight and that's what Cade Cunningham projects to be obviously we don't know for sure whether he's going to be that that but you know at least five games at at Oklahoma State that he's played as as of recording um you know he's looked good he, he's actually hitting threes that that was one of his big questions is whether his jump shot would come around and the early returns are good. So, you know, why not? You know, a, a third or fourth year um, Luca-like player, I, I, I in my head, I, I don't see any reason that, that this isn't possible. Again, he's 18 or 19, so who knows? But I think it's certainly possible he's, he's like, deserving of the spot. Ricky, you know, since I'm, you're the one qualified to uh, give us an opinion on this. Uh, <laughs> I got two things here. That, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. two things here. The first is that I interviewed Cade Cunningham for a story last La year. Da, da, a while, da. And he told me that his favorite athlete was Tony Romo. Oh, my God. Dallas Cowboys star. So I think that that is maybe why <laughs> Tim Cato decided to uh, take him. They're just Romo Hive. Both big Romo guys at the end of the day. Is that kind of a red flag from the start? Yeah, that's kind of a red flag, isn't it? He's a Cowboys fan. He's a big fan of uh, his announcing and amateur golf pursuits more than the quarterback. It's a yellow flag for delay of game. Uh, and then beyond that, I think Cade Cunningham's awesome. He's totally lived up to the hype. Right, like right now, as Tim mentioned, he's shooting the lights out. He's hitting forty-seven percent of his threes, which I think that's definitely going to come down a little bit. But just the fact that his jumper looks more fluid uh, in terms, like quicker in terms of how he gets it off, I think is a really encouraging sign. He also looks awesome defensively. So I love Cade Cunningham. I think he's the no-brainer number one pick in this upcoming class. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't mind this pick, but I think Tim laid out the rationale for certainly why it's risky. Uh, but you know, if you're going to take anyone who's not in the league right now, take Cade. So I'm fine with that, Tim. All right, that's great. I, I was going, I was going to make a similar choice, right? I was, I was going to go more. Uh, you know, I, I really like Imani Bates and his game, um, and I'm noticing that a lot of young players are reaching star levels early, right? Like we're seeing Tatum and 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 who else? Trey Young made made an All Star. We're seeing guys be designated All Stars pretty early into their career. Um, but I am going to use this pick on, oh man, I'm going to pick James Wiseman here. Um, I think that we're going to see a natural decline in Golden State's dynasty. I think that dynasty is over with. I think that that dynasty went out the window with his, uh, with his ACL and then it went completely off the planet with his, uh, with his ruptured Achilles. 
Um, and I think we're going to see the Warriors start to pivot to building around Wiseman uh, pretty soon, uh, definitely before five years. I think within the next three years, we're going to see them really start building around him, making him their focal point. Um, and I think he's just got that potential to be a franchise-altering dominant center um, on both ends of the floor. So why not mix it up? Uh, I think five years is more than enough time for him to really just assert himself as the one of the best. I wouldn't call him a traditional big man, but one of the best big men in this league. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm getting freaky with it. Let's put Wiseman at, at, at wherever I'm picking. Man. All right. Your picks in this draft have been, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to like kind of tempt fate, but the, there have been some, they have not been the picks that I would have made. Let's put it that way. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, all right. All right. Good news. If you're disappointed like me that the NBA season is over, or at least it's good news for people who, unlike me, love this sport, which appears to be the majority of this country. The wait's finally over. Football is back, for now at least, but probably for a while. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals, to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division and championship futures all day, every day. There will be a winner for the NFC East, I promise. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, B L U E W I R E, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Work productivity in this economy? Yep, 2020 has already reshaped how we work. Thankfully, it's almost over, although the worst may be yet to come. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world, with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so it can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. By the way, hello guys, quality candidate here. Anyway, unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job. That makes Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering limited upside listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts. That means more quality candidates will see it fast including maybe me. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, to, uh, to Ricky's pick now. 
There's some big names still on the board, man. I'm going through it. Undecided who I'm going to take. Oh. You know what? I whiffed on him last time. Do I go Towns again? Still got Lillard on the board. Uh-uh. Still got Ben Simmons and beat on the board. Give me Towns. I'm a, I'm a Towns believer. I don't know. Okay. I'll, I'll go with Carl. I think that he is just an unbelievably sick shooter and that he still has not reached his full potential as a shooter. Uh, and he's already awesome at seven feet tall. Defensively, certainly there are questions. But I think that if he just gets on a better team, and I don't expect him to sign another contract with the Timberwolves uh, beyond the one that he has this year, uh, I think once he goes to another team, he the way he's viewed throughout the league could be elevated when he just gets in a better culture, better environment. So I love Towns' offensive ability. Certainly uh, I'm rooting for him too after everything he's been through in the last year. So uh, let's go Cat. Nice. I like that pick. It's it's interesting to see Wiseman, who we've not not yet seen play in the NBA, be ahead of uh, Carl Anthony Towns, who might be this like a ceiling type player for mo- offensively for most bigs who have yet to play in the league or will ever play. Oh, yeah. Interesting I mean, that is goes one back word into, for it. That goes back into my point for like you know what I'm saying betting mm-hmm. also on organizations to develop their talent. Right. Sure. I have a lot more faith in the Warriors and the Warriors system developing their star or who they are banking, or who they selected second overall in this draft than I do in Carl Anthony Towns taking another step. Well, not necessarily taking another step, but just based on what I've seen and based on what we've seen from Minnesota, I would not put a bet on anything that they have going on, but I would bet the house on what the Warriors have going on, especially after you see Klay Thompson go down. They're going to start pivoting that way. and Well, unless they trade him, right, for James Harden, which I don't think is going to happen. Okay. All right, right. Carl Anthony Towns off the board. Two Prater. So when uh, when Christian was talking earlier, I know I've been like all over your picks, but I do think you're right in kind of classifying like the Tatum, Mitchell, Murray sort of grouping of players. But I think you left one name out that I'm going to go with at 14. That's Devin Booker. Okay, yeah, I was waiting for that. I'm taking Devin Booker 14th. Um, I just think that he made a massive jump last year in ways that yeah. go beyond the box score. And now he's got Chris Paul helping him yeah. figure out what to do. Uh, and so I I just think he's going to be – and he's also still really young. I mean, he's yeah. – I'm checking his age, but I know he's young for his his uh, draft class. But He'll be like 28 years old in 25. Man. That, in fact, you're exactly right. He will be 28 years old. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, think I'd, I think I'd rather have him than I – mean, I probably would have taken him over young – and Young yeah. went second in this draft. So uh, Devin Booker is the pick. That's I'm, not pick. Sure, I'm not sure there's a shooting guard in the in the NBA, specifically in our uh, you know criteria here. This is for the year 2025. So like someone who's young for right now, but already kind of you could see at the cusp. We're talking about what eight games in the bubble did for Jamal Murray. Not eight games, whatever, probably whatever, 25 games in the bubble did for Jamal Murray. The eight games that Booker played probably had the best. We've talked about this on this pod before, but like, the second biggest winner from the from the bubble, you know, other than the Lakers, was the Suns, and you could argue no one more than than Booker. Um, and so, yeah, hard for me to put Booker behind anybody. Fuck, I mean, I might nobody. even have him neck and neck with Tatum right there too. I mean, yeah. offensive ability, I think I physical too. ability. So Booker's anyhow, gonna be a, Booker's going to be a top five guy in this league. I'm I'm kind of mad I didn't take him. I forgot about him because I <laughs> like his game a lot. He so is way. So the spreadsheet we're we're working off of, just to give the listeners a peek behind the curtain, is sorted by PER. 
And I didn't even see Booker on the first page of results that I was looking at, but I think it's a great pick by Prada. Uh, just the way we're looking at this is. Well, is, I don't uh, know what else. It, it was just a sorting mechanism. You can yeah, look. You like, the, the, other, that, the other thing, too, is that actually it's not sorted necessarily by PR. It's also sorted by last All-NBA appearance. And Booker hasn't made an All-NBA team yet. So that's also probably why you don't see him. Okay, anyway, I mean, I mean, Don Mitchell's way down there, too. And Christian was talking about him earlier. So I don't, it's true. So I don't really see I, that. I, I, I think you guys are just making there. excuses. No, I haven't even really looked at the, the uh the list i just <laughs> well that, that that explains a lot so okay speaking of all nba this would now bring us to the 15th pick here so this would be our our three teams of five uh for all nba in the year 2025 not using positions but just using our top 15 players uh that would make us on the 15th pick and that is matt's opportunity to select okay we have all been cowards in, in trying to pick any of these hall of fame guys who are going to be old is like LeBron the only one that we picked? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. That's right. Uh, so I know that we have obvious concerns with the torn Achilles. Mm-hmm. We don't know how he's going to come back right away. I think Brianna Stewart was maybe our best example for him as showing like a similar type of player, although she's a whole lot younger than he is. So we don't know exactly how he's going to come back. I am a little worried about him also being a skinnier frame guy and how he'll set back as an older player. Um, if he'll be able to drop down. Before you make this pick, as someone who is closer to the, I mean, and I'm not even going to say closer to the situation because we all know the same thing about KD, right? We're talking about Kevin Durant, so everybody's clear. uh, I thought it was JJ Barea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying you might be betting on someone who may have retired in 2025. I'm going to take that bet. He's only going to be 36. Uh, I don't know if he'll age as gracefully as LeBron, but it's going to look really foolish if he's still really good. Um, and we only pick him uh, at 15. So I'm going to go with Kevin Durant. All right. I, that was the other guy I was thinking about. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think Kevin Durant is going to be great this year. I've, I've put it on record on the newsletter. Mm-hmm. So I'm in favor yeah, of this. Christian's insight there. Anyone, anyone who has watched him play has said the same thing. He looks like he's back to weight before he got hurt. Yeah. So. In fairness, they always say that. Yeah, so wait, can we just da- take two steps back for a second and uh, acknowledge that Christian just let us know that KD is retiring in the next uh, four seasons and that that's some breaking I, news I'm here. I'm not the, saying he's that. retiring in the next four seasons. <laughs> I would just, if, if I was guessing, he's got, he, he strikes me as a guy who has so many different things going on outside of basketball and he really wants to immerse himself mm. into those things. And he's made enough money and he's about to, if he wins in Brooklyn, he'll have win the championships. He has nothing left to prove. I could see him retiring. Fair. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I like to pick. I think shooting ages really well. I, I mean, I if he's too. one of the best court spacers in the league at 35, 34, 35 years old, whatever, then that's a great skill to have when you're seven feet tall and can shoot from essentially above everyone else's head. Also, if he ages into a back to the basket Dirk type game, he was already there anyhow when it comes to his off one leg, off the off, you know, the secondary leg, if you will. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't see that being a bad pick at all at fifteen. So now we've reached kind of this. Look, we're not. We're still plenty of guys left right now. We're trying to go to 25. We might go a little bit further. We might even go to 30 right now because we're on a good pace. But with that in mind, we're now getting into a few trends. Big men are not aging well, apparently, into the year 2025. Well, except for very, Jameis Wiseman. 
Jameis, except for very young ones, or Carl Anthony Towns and AD, who are guys who are not your, you know, called traditional fives or, you know, guys who want to play, play as big as their, uh, their frames. There's also another trend here, which is our, call it uh, the all-time point guards, the all-time twos, whatever, from this era, the Hardens of the world, the Chris Pauls, the Steph Currys, et cetera, the guys who we all think of right now as elite top players. They're not even getting sniffs here. Now, that is to say that we're not trying to age these guys. We're not trying to say that Steph at 36 years old or whatever isn't going to still be in the NBA, but that there's going to be a handful of guys still better. So I'm very curious to see where that next layer of players lands here, as well as, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that like there's still other college basketball players. There are still fresh uh, rookies coming into the league this year. Does a, does a ball brother make the list? Maybe one of the, the, the mellow that is. Uh, and then, my pick. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, keep it, keep it going. And then there's guys who were really high last time, like the number four overall pick, like Christoph Porzingis, uh, wondering if he ever gets his number called Michael Porter juniors, uh, Bam Adebayo. So lots of guys who maybe started ringing the bell at the end of last year in the bubble who we have not called the names of yet. So let's go to back to Tim for the 16th overall pick. Yeah, there's, there's a, every single way you could, I could, I could take this. Um, I've got one, two, three, four, probably five names. I'd be very comfortable saying, you know, is, is just, you know, borderline all NBA person. Um, I'll narrow it to, with a huge gamble on his health, uh, Joel Embiid. Hmm. Because that's tough. I love that it. That one, yeah. You're, you're it, it was on five years worth of accumulated. Here, thing, I'll accumulated I'll, I'll reveal this. I'll reveal this. I was gonna. I would. The, the pick was gonna be one of the one of the two from Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. yeah, same. Uh, I would have. I would have gone the other way. It? Why do we yeah. keep doing this, Tim? I and that's. Yeah. I was leaning the other way, and and I ended up saying. If Embiid is healthy, and that's and that's the that's the hardest thing about these exercises is just trying to de- determine like where do you draw the line in the sand mm-hmm. about injuries? Where do you say this guy has a few too many, scares me a little too much? You know, I just I'm not going to discount it. It's almost a situation where you should say either I'm going to factor in injuries and rule this player out, or I'm going to draft them. You know where they mm-hmm. should be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's kind of where the Embiid one feels where. You know, either he's he's gonna have enough injuries where you know, it, like I think if he has severe injury problems, he's not gonna be like um, just a slightly worse version of himself. He's he's in danger of being a shell of himself or someone who just isn't you know nearly the player he was. Um, whereas there are some players where you can kind of project injuries that they've suffered and say, you know, he's had some you know he's had some you know stuff in his career. He's had some health problems. But at least I know he's still going to be, you know, 85, 90 percent of who he was. I think that's the yeah. KD case versus For Embiid, sure. who's sure. who's the oh, he's going to be 40 or 50 percent. This is a DeMarcus Cousins case. Um, and that that is scary for Embiid. Yeah, I mean, look, I, there, there was a time when I would watch every Sixers game secondarily to see if the Sixers would win and primarily to make sure Joel got through the game healthy. Uh, and I, you know, and I say that as someone who both watches every game on TV and also as a season ticket holder who was like, you could hear the thud of Joel hitting the floor. Now he hit the floor a lot less last year than he did the year before, but he still had that volleyball mentality of I'm going to land on yes. the ground with a lot of impact <laughs> seven times a game, you know, and it's like you're seven foot one, seven foot two. You can't do that if you want to play into your thirties. I think so much of Joel's career has been predicated on this conversation 
which is how are you going to play a long and healthy career? Uh, and when the, the stylistically, the way that you, you know, abuse your body, both off the court and on the court. Okay. And so I do think there's a world where he reengages in his health, cuts down weight and plays uh, a more efficient style of basketball, understanding what to go for and what not to like an aging tennis player, like myself, I don't go for every ball that I would have when I was 18 years old, you got to know when to cut, you know, cut ties with the play. And so I think there's a world where he actually does. He's a smart guy. And I think he listens to a lot of other people. And I think that he will find himself in a better physical health, uh, maybe from a cardiovascular standpoint in five years than he does right now. So that's why I'm a, I like that pick uh, from you there, Tim. And then it would lead us to, to Christian uh, with the next pick who already told us he's going with the other sixer, Ben Simmons. Tell us about that pick, Christian. Yeah, you know, I, I'm of the belief that Ben Simmons is a guy that you can build a contender around. Um, I think that he's just such a, a great talent on both ends of the floor. Forget the fact that he can't shoot for a second. He can do literally everything else. Um, so, and I'm part of this bet is me also betting that him and Embiid are going to be separated by then. Um, I, I used to think that, you know, for the Embiid Simmons thing to work out, you have to find a new head coach. Um, and the Sixers did that. I just don't think it's the right head coach. I don't think Doc Rivers is the right guy. Just in terms of what it's going to take creatively to get guys, two guys who really shouldn't be shooting that much to be, you know what I'm saying, working in tandem with one another. I'm not sure he's the creative genius offensively that the Sixers are going to need to make that pairing work. I do think he's the, the the guy you need in order to get everybody to compete at the highest level, but just fundamentally X's and O's offense. I'm not sure if that, if he's the guy who's going to, even though, I mean, you've already got Ben Simmons moving in with Joel Embiid, right? So that shows you how much of an investment they're trying to make in the short term. But I, I just think Simmons is, uh, I think number one, he's just more durable. And that goes to say a lot, right? Because he's a guy who's also been hurt, but I, I'd just be more willing to bet on him. Um, I think he's a guy that, you can just put him out there on the floor with a couple of shooters and a role man and everybody else will figure it out. Um, and then on, on top of that, it's just his defense. He's a, he's a playmaker. He's a game changer on the defensive end. I don't think, I mean, obviously we all know how good defensive defensively he is, but I don't think he gets enough credit just for as, as much of an impact as he makes on that end. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm taking Ben Simmons yep. and hopefully my next pick doesn't get taken between now. And <laughs> so I think, I think there's levels to Ben's game that we haven't seen yet. Um, if we're, if you're banking on all the players we just talked about who can add the most to what already exists as a great foundation, you know, there are players who are going to be above Ben regardless, just in how skilled they are, you know, like a Luca, for example, or Giannis, uh, who has a physical and again, uh, you know, skill attributes, but Ben's got so much game to add. And you mentioned it. I mean, look, if you're picking a Joel or Ben there, they're both, they both should be top five defensive players in the league. The reality is the ceilings on both of them defensively are higher than they are offensively. I'm just, yeah. I'm just not sure Embiid's game ages well, even with yeah. the way the game yeah. is going. Like to me, to me, to me, like, I mean, it would have still been a wild pick, but like I would have understood picking Ben Simmons at number two more than I would have understood Trey Young at number two. Oh, come on. What are you like, I, like I, I, I think, I think Simmons is going to be way better than being four years. So while yeah, um, yeah, I don't think he's going to be much, I mean, at the end of the day, three is always greater than two. And, and I'd take Trey Young either way. Um, but, what if you can you stop know. threes? I believe that being able to do a lot of things is more important than being able to do just one. So that's the way I look at it. Hey, different I mean, philosophies you're here. Trey Young can only do one thing. I think you're vastly underselling. Okay, it. he can do two things. What's that? 
shoot and pass. Shoot and pass, yeah. I mean, well, that's 66% of the game right there. Well, it it does leave out 50% of the floor, which is kind of his problem. All right, all right. This is a philosophical debate, not a a player debate. All right, all right. Okay, let's go to Ricky. Uh, It's his pick now. This is the 18th overall pick. Tough. I don't really know what to do. There's a few options on the table. I could spell them out for everyone. Spell them. Uh, You know, John Morant. Seems like he would be a safe pick at this point. Hmm. Uh, Dame Lillard, 34. Should still have some juice, I would think. Uh, I'm going to go with maybe an even riskier pick than both those, though. I'm going to go with the YOLO pick because I believe (laughs) his ceiling is just that high, and there's only so many people whose ceilings could possibly ever reach that high. Do it. Steph Curry. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Was hoping someone would pick Steph here so just so we could talk about Steph. Interesting. It is definitely a very risky pick. Uh, well, but, but why? I mean, like it seems to me like it seems to me like this is a safer pick than. I mean, than taking John Morant. Yeah. It's not riskier than Lillard to to mention the other player you said. How how would how would it be? He's a year older than Lillard. Two to me, older. like it's on that level. So there's two things with Steph I think that are interesting. One is that like for a long time when he was at his peak, you had people being like, well, he's terrible at defense, but actually he wasn't. He was like very much able to hold his own. I do think that that is a question as he gets older though. Like, is he actually going to become as bad defensively as his biggest critics thought he was in his peak? That to me is a legitimate question mark. And then there's just health issues too. Like he's someone who's had health issues since he came into the league. He's been able to stay mostly healthy recently, but he's always going to be one of the smallest guys on the court. So I think that it is a risk, but uh, if I was, you know, deciding between Dame and Steph, which I was, I just feel like in the best case scenario, Steph is just a clearly better player. So I'm just going to go with the guy who is shown to be the clearly better player instead of projecting Lillard to surpass him. So give me Steph. Is there, uh, I mean, there's an argument yeah. that, that Lillard has already surpassed him. I'm not sure I buy it, but I think that argument exists. You know, um, the thing I worry about with Steph is that he, his style of play is just takes so much energy. And I just don't know if it's going to hold up. I mean, he's running around all the time, you know, off the ball and that stuff. And it seems like that stuff's going to continue. So I'm just not sure how well that holds up. I also just wonder, I mean, he's, he was, I think he is legitimately the most revolutionary player since Jordan of this league, but the league has changed so much that it's almost like the, some of the stuff he does now is less special. Other people have adopted it. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with that. And I just don't know. I don't know. Like his legacy may outshine his production as he as he ages. Like I think that is a very strong mm-hmm. possibility that that happens. In which case, I think he may be tumbling further down the list, and just he'll be that player that really changed a lot of stuff. But people who are maybe more physically equipped in terms of their body types, in terms of their backgrounds, and you know, I mean, Lillard talked the other day about how he's practicing half court shots. Right? I mean. That would that that Steph never got that high, and I, as as much as we remember, I think the Steph of these super long range shots, and he was really good at them. Like he didn't shoot from that far away, you know. And I, I just don't know. Anyway, I I think it's possible he's there, but I would not have taken him. The player I'm going to take is one. I was deciding between Morant and this one, and hearing Tim go with Joel Embiid instead of this guy has really emboldened me to make this pick. I'm picking Bam Adebayo. 
That's nice. that's where the game is going. It, players like him, not players like Joel. And I think his capacity to improve, I think he's going to dramatically improve his offensive game. I think it's crazy to think that Miami won't have a top 20 player in four years just with their program and just his fundamental importance to their team. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, no, I, I think Bam I think Bam is underrated in this discussion. And I think he was he was one of the players I was comfortable taking uh, with my last pick. I, I definitely thought about him. And I, 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 one of the biggest reasons is, you know, his defense makes him a top 30, 35. Like his current – what the player he currently is is like a top, what, 30 player. Um, mm-hmm. I think he projects to develop a three. I, and, my, and if he does I that, wonder, then yeah. I wonder most as it pertains to Bam, I love his talent. I wonder how he does elsewhere if he ends up being traded as a part of a deal that lands Giannis and whether his production – translate somewhere that's not a part of the heat culture um you know in miami they really make you work and other places you know what i'm saying it's more so work as you please and I, i'm not sure just how much that translates elsewhere um but if he's still in miami uh, uh this is a great pick and i wish i would have taken him instead of steph uh <laughs> but like is Adbio already a top 19 player in the league like he he might be, and we're he's still so young and has so much untapped upside. So I like this pick from Prada. Rank him if you ask me. Like, do you where do you rank him at his position? And then you have other guys who are clearly ahead of him on multiple other positions, right? So if you've got points, well, where do you rank him? I mean, would you rather have Embiid or would you rather have Bam? I would rather have Bam right now. Um, right now, in, yeah. In one single game, in one single game, I'd rather have Embiid. No, I'd rather have um, Bam, but I'm not sure. Wait, is this is this on nah. the Heat's roster or like no, a roster? I'd rather have no, Bam on. Who would you rather have for your team in one game? I'd, I'd rather, rather have, have Bam. Ten times out of ten. Today? Right? Yeah, I'd rather have Bam today. Ooh. No. I'm, I'm no. I am I am as modern facing as they come, and or I try to be when when it comes to basketball. <laughs> I, I think Joel still has a more tangible on court impact in his minutes. Um, than yeah. Bam, but, but I, I think, think I think if you pit the two against each other, Joel. In, Joel neutralizes him on both ends. Of the it, I think he eats his food on offense and shuts him down. On it's also impossible. Like uh, for did you say this, Ben? It, it depends on what the mm-hmm. off what what the roster yeah. is around him. Like well, that per, that absolutely. is also like for every single player for every yeah. single you know like that's totally. all going to matter. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we're coming into this conversation with like the Sixers just spent a year making their two best players look as bad as possible. Right. Right. And we just came off. Of, well, and that's true. And we just came it off is, of a but... bubble. And we just came off of a bubble though, where we got to see the best possible version of Bam on the Heat right now. And look, that Heat team was like the perfect combination of both flexible at almost every position and willing to work with each other to make each other better. Whereas the Sixers literally cut the court into like as small of a piece of the pie as possible and put their two best players on the same part of it. Yeah, I mean, really dumb. That to me is an argument for Simmons and for not for Embiid because the game's only getting stretchier and faster. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right, that's so an argument for get... for Simmons for me. Like, I, I think well, Simmons well, is going to be ama- really great. If yeah, I think Simmons is going to be a much better player next year than Embiid is. But maybe I'm just a little down on Embiid. That's fair. Let's let's round out the top twenty now with Matt's with Matt's pick. Um, so most of the guys we've chosen like the top ranks are still this like blend of six six and up ball handling. Uh playmaking guard forwards and like every year we still talk about his age like his men is like running him into the ground and obviously Jimmy Butler showed that 
it didn't matter. He made the finals anyway. He's only going to be 35 in four years, and he still fits the mold of what most teams want as like the central part of their offense. So uh, I'm going to go with Jimmy. I'm going to say he probably oh. does. Oh, I thought you were going to go with someone else. I when, don't think Jimmy does uh, keep pace with waking up at 3 a.m. when he's 35. But like, <laughs> wait, when you had that whole preamble, I thought you were going to go with a different 30 person who will be 35 years old who's currently in a lot of headlines. Um, <laughs> I don't know off the top of my head who you're thinking of. Harden, yeah, yeah, debate. Yeah. Uh, 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 no, I'm going to go with Jimmy. I think Jimmy's game uh, ages better than Harden's. Interesting. <laughs> why is that? Yeah, why? Uh, because a lot of what Harden does relies on like pure ball handling and athleticism. I think Jimmy's going to age much better in that he can slot down, and I don't think that James Harden can do much else besides ball handle. I think um, I, I, I loop uh, Jimmy and uh, James Harden together um, in that a lot of their game is predicated on deception, especially deceiving referees. I think referees are going to get smarter in the next five years. <laughs> That. So, that's a good one so yeah i kind of like that if, they don't, if not if okay maybe not referees getting smarter but the league will get smarter and say okay james you can't do xyz isn't this uh, exactly what you said in 2017 that's what i said in, in 2017 i feel like you had that i feel like you've had that exact argument for like the last five years running no i think it was two years ago um Maybe. I don't know. That's 2018. But I do think in five years, the league's going to be like, nah, you can't keep doing yeah. certain things. Okay. Um, I think referees are going to get fooled by the same, you know what I'm saying, wasn't really a foul, but give him a foul anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of James Harden's game is difficult to watch. You know, I, I think as much of it is fun to watch, it's also difficult to watch. It's only fun to watch when his shots go in. It's not fun watching a guy go to the free throw line over a call that wasn't really correct. Now, fun watching a guy shoot seventeen sidestep threes and only make four of them. No, this isn't the this three. is the most fun 20, 25 players in the NBA in twenty twenty five. It's the best. Um, well, okay. no one's taking Harden yet, so obviously Christian's see, right about something. Yeah, I won't lie, yeah. I wasn't even considering Harden. Harden see, that's so see that's odd to me. Like I don't I don't understand why Butler is the guy, the old guy that's at this spot instead of Harden and the guy who I would have taken ahead of both of them, Lillard. Because you know, at very least, Jimmy Butler wants to go out there and win, and he's going to demand the best out of everybody around him. And for that, I want him on my team. I don't want a guy who's going to take shots away from everybody else. He's going to try to get everybody traded. He's going to try to break up homes. Um, break up <laughs> homes. Break up homes. He's a home record, man. Damn. He's trying to home record. He tried, he's trying to blow apart Brooklyn and Philadelphia at the same time. I mean, I don't have to I'm, like I'm what he's him. doing, but I, I think. Uh, uh, I, think I mean. We can talk about Larsa Pippen if we want. <laughs> no, no. It's about tw- it's about 2025. She'll be 57 years old by that year. So, uh, Matt, 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 you were going to say something here, man? It's harder for guards to age and stay at the same rate than it is for forwards, no? I mean, all of their game relies on just being athletic and quick bursts. And even LeBron isn't the same type of player he is now. A lot of it is just his, like, physicality. Um, is Butler so- a forward? I would consider Butler as a guy who can slot down into a three or four more likely than a Harden or a Lillard who are just. I mean, they, they strike me as similar player types. I mean, not they don't play the same way, but they're all, they're both like sort of kind of stocky, you know, well built, uh, high usage players. Let's, let's... Jimmy Butler has a has an Andre Iguodala type of game, 
And mm-hmm. I'm not sure that he's going to be a guy that you can just sit somewhere on the floor and say, hey, spot up and shoot threes and play defense. Okay. Was Andre Iguodala um, ever one of the 25 best players in the NBA? Maybe, maybe like for, like, for, a, for, like, maybe for one and a half seasons. Yeah. Like a year, maybe. Yeah. In Philly, yeah, he was definitely one of the one. Well, on the way, while, while AI was on the way out, nah, that's that's a tough sell. I don't think he was a top 25. There was, yeah. You would think that he could have been one at that point. But I, don't I, mean, think I love Iggy, I'm just saying. It's, like, it's basically like at any point in Iggy's career, has he been the best player on his team? You could argue probably for a season that in year? Philadelphia. That one season. Maybe one season. So, uh, what about anyhow, the year in Denver? Um, the year in Denver, he was pretty damn good. Was he the best player on that team? Yeah, who else? I think so. Yeah, yeah probably. All right, so – Look, Iggy, Iggy's career arc was always meant to be like the the absolute best role player on a championship team, and he was. I mean, he fulfilled his arc beautifully, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, we're at the twenty first pick here, so this will be the last pick for each of you. We're, we're going to do the top twenty five of twenty five, uh, twenty twenty five. So let's get one more pick from each of you, and then there's going to be a number of names that will not have made the list that I'll shoot out. Uh, onto the into the conversation here, and we'll just kind of discuss for a moment why they did not make uh, the list. So let's get back to Tim uh, for his final pick in this draft. Well, since I'm not going to get another, I'm going to very quickly go through the players I considered here. James Harden, I think I'm not going to write or wrong here, but I, I think that he probably should have been in the top 20. Um, I mean, famously, the one that he does on defense is like defend bigs. I, I think he can slot down as well as as Jimmy can. Um, I'm surprised, or not maybe not surprised, but I think around here is when Bradley Beal should be going. Uh, so mm. if anybody uh, if anybody has names, uh, has has ideas, like he's going to be what 31, 32, and you know he's that prototypical um, uh, goodness. Those are sirens I, I in my. I think you're going to take who I was going to take. I, um, I think those? those are mine. I don't mm. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know. Is there a murder going on down? No murders, uh, from it's, what I can see out the window. So uh, I'm gonna go hot, ahead. It's a sign of a hot take coming. Yeah, oh, it's the trade. It's oh, the trade. There it is. Number two, uh, oh, there it is. Um, it's kind of hot. I mean, John Moran, I think, is an option here. Uh, I think Chris Porzingis could could be there. I think Jaron Jackson could be better than Bam Adebayo. That said, you know, let's go, Michael Porter. Okay. <laughs> oh, Michael Porter Jr. Let's okay. go. Let's go. Why not? I mean. How can you not project him? You know, you can, there is no question you can project that growth onto him yeah. and higher, to be honest. Well, so in this, in this world, then the Nuggets have three of the top 21 players in the league. Tight town, baby. Wow. I feel, I feel like Porter and Beal, that, that the Porter to, to Beal swap uh, <laughs> makes a lot of sense to be coming in the next year or two. I'd, I'd be fine with that. Has, uh, I'm not sure if anyone's taken him. Um, number one, has anyone taken Donovan Mitchell yet? No. Nope. That's that's who I'm going to take with this pick. Um, but I did have serious like if I didn't take Donovan Mitchell, I was definitely weighing between choosing one of the two stars in New York. Um, well, two future stars in New York. One of them I think is Karis Levert. Um, I took him pretty late in the last time we did this. Um, and I think he's gonna be better in five years, especially because by then um, if KD and Kyrie are still playing, then that means that a either Karras is going to have his own team or he's going to be somewhere else where he can actually spread his wings. But we saw what he was able to do in the bubble. Um, and I'm just a fan of his game in general. Um, but the other star in New York that I don't think gets nearly enough shine, partly because of his own doing, partly because his franchise is a, is a, is a dumpster fire. But Mitchell Robinson is going to be very good. Um, and once he's actually able to stay on the floor, a lot of his issues have been like evading foul trouble, right? 
Uh, he's just been not been able to stay on the floor. But when he has been on there, it's just been tough for guys to match up. And number one, he's jumping out the gym. Number two, he's very tall. Number three, he has very, very long arms, right? So when you're very tall, you have super long arms and you have rise. It's tough to stop. But on top of that, he's just got really quick defensive instincts. He's a great help side blocker. You're not challenging him at the rim. Um, and if you've got a guy like that that you can build around, I mean, my immediate thought process is use him like you would use Dwight Howard. Um, and Dwight Howard for a long time was the top guy in this league, three-time back-to-back defensive player of the year. I think Mitchell Robinson has the tools to be a similar type of player if he can stay on the floor. Um, but that said, Donovan Mitchell is still on the, on the board. He shouldn't be. So that's my pick. I bet I bet Mitchell Robinson isn't starting in four years. Oh, that's a bad <laughs> bet. I'll take you on that bet. What's up? Let's make that bet now. I, mean, I think uh, Larry, Donovan... Larry Sanders part two, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's that's bad. Donovan Mitchell's a great pick there. We have to yeah, applaud Christian on a great yeah. pick there because <clears throat> I'm sorry, we had been criticizing his picks earlier. That's a great pick, Christian. I think Clearly I got the best the draft class, but that's just me. And I, I was gonna take him, so now I'm kind of scrambling. Who to take yeah, at 23? Take Mitchell Robinson, man. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure why no one took Donovan Mitchell until now? Because I was thinking about him too. I think I'm not sure if people forgot about him, um, but the guy well, can ball. Well, so top 25 is still pretty high. I mean, like yeah. I, I think I would have I would have him in my top 25 because there are a lot of players that you guys have all taken that I wouldn't have out there at all, but. I'm not sure I would have taken Mitchell or some. I don't. I don't. I can't name one. Like I don't. There are players that I would have taken over Mitchell still left. Didn't didn't someone take John Morant? You think John Morant's going to be better than than Donovan Mitchell in five years? Morant Morant has not gone yet. Okay. Uh, okay. Never mind. I mean, I think it's a it's up for debate. But I, mean, I think in five years, Donovan Mitchell probably. I mean, how do we look at him? Right? Do you look at him as a one or a two? I think he's going to be looked at more as a as a one in the next couple of years because I just think he's a guy who needs to have the ball in his hands. Um, but if you're looking at him as that lead guard, right, as a two right now because you're playing him with Mike Conley in in five years, how many twos are you going to say are going to be better than him? Devin Booker and who else? Well, I mean, it, it depends on the classification. I don't know. Look, Ricky, go ahead and you. Well, I mean, Luka Doncic, who is not a point guard. So there's a two who's going to be better. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. That's a good call. Good callback right there. Super player next to Luka, man. He doesn't have any position. Wait, but wait. Why is Donovan Mitchell like a, a clear one? Like, how is he going to succeed? With no, I, no, I just say in the next couple of years. Because I, I don't think I don't think they're going to keep Mike Conley around. I think they're going to put him at the one full time. Because yeah, I think. That they team will. functions so best too. with the ball in his hands and him making all the decisions. Okay. Um. So, yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to uh. Let's see. Ricky's final pick. Man, Dame and Harden are still on the board. Take Harden. Do it. But I just took an older guy with Curry, so I don't want to take an older guy with <laughs> this pick because that makes <laughs> sense. That's I a mean, good that makes no sense. Yeah, come on. I know. Go. I'm calling myself out. Come on, just pick one of them. <laughs> uh. I'm going to go with the YOLO pick here again. Give oh me Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Interesting. Hey, I pick I can get behind. See, I can I, get behind that one. He's one I was thinking about, but I don't know if I was like quite ready to pull a trigger on. Yeah, um, not quite top 20, but I think that he should, you know, he's just going to be in the prime of his career at this point, four years from now. He seems to improve his game rapidly year over year. I've been following his game since high school, and he's gotten better even since then significantly every single year. So I think, you know, why would I project that that sort of growth is going to be capped at a certain point? And at this point, you know, top 20 
he's he's outside of the top 20. So it's not like I'm saying he's going to be the best player in the league or anything. I think, you know, at this spot, it's a it's a decent bet. Of course, I took him over John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, De'Aaron Fox. Those were three other names I was considering. That, that in this third spot. one is a name I was thinking about, too. Yeah. So those were the guys I was considering. I was actually going to take uh, Jackson over Morant and Fox over Morant as well. Now, you know, you could argue it any way you want to, but that was just kind of how my thought process was. But I decided to go with SGA, who seems to give you a little bit of both worlds and that he's already proven to be like really damn good. And I think he has plenty of room to grow as well. Ricky, I'm I'm surprised you haven't selected Laurie Markkinen with any of these picks. He sucks, dude. You got to listen to my podcast. I always, <laughs> always bag him. All right, all right. Let's. let's I'm gonna I'm gonna take Lillard. Right. Uh, probably would have okay. taken. I would have taken Lillard. Uh, your mic's <laughs> microphone. Your microphone just went out. All right, all right. I'm gonna. No, you're take, good again. You're good again. I'm gonna take Lillard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that leaves Tough the last pick. Good. I that. expected Lillard. I expected Lillard to go already because because he's. Hilarious. I feel like he's a guy who's going to be like aging into what Chris Paul is right now in terms of like court general with more offense. Maybe. Um, yeah, he's, he's like four years ago. He'd be like, oh, Chris Paul will be old by now. But like, I think all of us would agree, Chris Paul's probably still one of the most elite point guards in the league. So uh, that feels like. I was thinking about taking Chris Paul <laughs> my last pick, man. In five years, he's going to be like yeah. Andre Miller. 39 years old. I don't know about that. 30, 39 year old Chris Paul, though, has the same athleticism as 18 year old Andre Miller did. So <laughs> it's all the same. It's all the that same thing. All right, who we got? Last pick here to, to Matt for the 25th overall. Um, oh, man. Okay. I'll. Do it, to, do it, do it, Matt. Hey, do I'm going to go us. with Jaron Jackson Jr. Ooh. Uh, oh, man. That's not what I was saying to do. For big dudes who can shoot threes. I don't know if he's going to develop that next level where he actually becomes some type of a playmaker or if he's going to rebound well enough, but he's still super young. And I don't know. I'm shooting for it at 25. Uh, the other guys left on my list, we've kind of talked about. Nobody picked Harden. Um, I thought about picking Ja. I thought about taking Chris Apps, but I think him and JJJ are similar. Um I thought about Brad Beal. And the other guy that I don't think any of us have talked about is Paul George. Mm-hmm. Nope. We haven't talked about Paul um, But I did consider him with that with this pick also. See, All Paul, right. Paul George will be 34 by then. I, I, I'm i not sure. Um, he'll be on. Paul George, Paul George will not be a Clipper by then. He will either have been traded or we've been struck. He'll be on his fourth team in four years at that point. So Promising that he's going to retire there. Yeah, I just, yeah, this right. is my city. I just, I really, I really him, care about these fans. Yeah. I, I really, <laughs> I, I love Jaron Jackson. I cannot believe that he went ahead of John Morant. I think people have have lost sight of how impressive a rookie year Morant had at his age, oh, no. with his, with um, you know his calm. It is very Chris Pauly in his rookie year. I mean, the biggest worry I'd have with with Morant is health. Is just, yeah, you know the old the old landing form problem. You know, but um, I can't believe Morant didn't go top twenty five in this. Like that yeah. seems like an obvious one. That's I, I can't. I, I'm surprised Fox didn't go well, that high as well. Um, anyway, let me see if I can name a couple well, other guys. Is, let me. This is the, let me just. Add, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. What were you saying? I was gonna say this is the trend. Like we're all all of our brains are thinking about finding this next six eight like do it all playmaker type, and we're all afraid of taking point guards because that's just kind of how like our draft minds have been shifted. What? 
See, that's, I, a, I, that's a Trey Young and and Jamal Murray. I feel like we took a lot of point guards. I don't think that's the issue. In the, late, in the later stages, but as we're all trying to hit home runs, none of us are thinking of point guards as home runs. All right, Ben, give us the snubs. I think part of it is we're betting on organizations that instead of betting on singular talents, right? Like, we, like obviously, we understand that Luka is a superstar and should be number one, but if Luka was in Sacramento, we probably wouldn't be making the same wager on him. Right? I bet we Obviously, would. I picked Trey, I picked Trey Young. On no, nah, if Luca was in Sacramento, I wouldn't make the same wager. I don't think. I, and there's a reason he didn't want to go there. Um, and same reason I think Trey Young is going to be fine, right? Obviously, yes, he has a singular. He's a singular great talent, but the Hawks have a track record of being able to build around some certain talents versus other teams. So do they? Know. All right. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that's been in the playoffs before. I mean, look, I mean, I'd rather bet on someone on the Hawks than someone on the Knicks or on the Kings. Well, okay, that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fair. All right, so let me let me go down some names that I figured – well, let's just put it this way. There are younger players with upside that I figured would have made it on here uh, in the face of maybe some of these older guys who – although they likely will be top 25 players, I thought they were like the easier picks to make, right? So like a Steph, a KD, uh, a Lillard. Yeah, will they be top 25 players? Like probably undeniably, but for a, a, a podcast of NBA wonks, I, I thought there'd be a little bit more reaching going on here. Now, with that in mind, first name that came to mind was Bradley Beal. He won't be that old, and he's still going to be a pretty elite, if not one of the top I don't know, four or five right there with Booker, in my opinion, in terms of the top twos in the NBA, pure scoring hmm. wings. Hard to say Beal won't be there still. Um, so Beal was the one guy who came to mind. He'll be like, I think, like 30. 31. One, 31. He'll be 31, okay, so, yes. So clearly in a, in a young enough prime there still. I figured Morant and Fox would be on this list. I figured that uh, we would get some mentions of DeAndre Ayton. Uh, see what a full year of Aiton looks like for a big who could be a lot more than we saw in the single season. I think Christian Wood was a guy who didn't expect to get on this list, but I expected someone to kind of throw him on there for the sake of arguing for him. He'll only really? be 29, 29 years old. I figured Jalen Brown would get some love so, because I feel like if you're going to go take him that high, how did Jalen not get in the list? That's the guy I was going to mention. I think that he, he, better. he, he would have, he He's received, better. He received a lot of consideration for me for my last two picks, Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. I think eventually, ultimately, I didn't do it because I just thought it's passing wise, he's not quite good enough. But okay. yeah, you know, okay. I could see that um, he'll only be twenty eight. Okay. Yep. Um, so then another guy who came to mind, uh, and again, this is so I could get Christian's opinion on this too. But like, look, R.J. Barrett is going to be twenty four years old in twenty twenty five. He's a baby still, wondering what his yeah. ceiling is. I'm not probably not that high from what I've watched in year one. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I know he's got room to grow as a rookie, um, but nothing nothing about his game. And I'm hoping I'm wrong because I really, mm-hmm. really, really want the Knicks to be good. But nothing about his game just like jumped off the floor off the floor to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's a player; he can play. And I, I just kind of want to see what he does with it. I wouldn't. I he never came to mind. I, I, yep. I considered Mitchell Robinson first. Okay. Speaking of things that don't jump off the floor, RJ Barrett. Yeah, that's true too. That's true. Uh, okay. And then I also had, um, I had Brandon Ingram as someone who I yeah. figured would get mentioned um, as someone who we just saw took a massive leap in his first like legitimate season as a scoring option with some faith behind him, you know, with call it a team that believes in him. So I figured that he would be uh, on this list. Um, let's see. Other a couple pa- other guys. Pascal who, like, Siakam. A, a, nah. say, Pascal Siakam, I think might be a little overrated right now in general, but I think he, Siakam's a guy who we would age appropriately think, here. And I then Kyrie Irving. Drove the Siakam hype train. 
He did. He did. I he think. See, did. I think he's a little he underrated. I think he his he playoff percent of his salary. I I think, <laughs> I think his uh, playoffs may have uh, under. He's gone the other too far the other way. You know, he's clearly yeah. not. Yeah. You know the the best, no doubt top scorer on you know a, one of the eight best teams in the league. You know, he's not quite that level, but I think he's <laughs> he's still quite good. I think he does so many other things and. We will appreciate his game more when it is not so heavily scrutinized. I'm not saying that I would have put him on my top 25, but I would have given him some mm-hmm. quite a lot of consideration. Uh, Kyrie Irving didn't get mentioned, which I just find interesting at the very least, given kind of where I think if you talk about a fall from grace and then the caught the eyes he, of the, he's another the guy. Uh, he's another guy I don't see playing in five years. I could be wrong <laughs> on both of them, but I, I think if anybody retires first, it's Kyrie. Hmm. All right. All right. What, about, um, what about like DeJounte yeah. Murray? Yeah, De- De- uh, DeJounte Murray, uh, Tyler Hero, and uh, what's his name? Bull Bull. Uh, and D'Angelo Russell also not on there. D'Angelo Russell's only going to be 28 years old in five years. Some Another four, guy who's been in the league four forever. Years. Four years. Four years. Four years. Sorry. Four years. To everybody. Any of our hearts. Yeah. Hey, are there any yeah. like we didn't we didn't have Lamelo Ball, we didn't have Anthony Edwards, I, yeah, that we was didn't the one have. Guy I, was, I was gonna say Lamelo. I, I was thinking about Lamelo for my last pick. We didn't have like where, uh, Jonathan Mitchell. Yeah, we didn't have like Tyrese Halliburton. We didn't have uh, Donny Obdia or Yo, anyone from this Ricky. class. Uh, I Ricky, don't know. tell me why. Tell me why uh, Chet Holmgren's gonna be on the top twenty-five. The, well, the, I didn't take him, list. so I don't think he would be. But I mean, his uh, <laughs> shot blocking is incredible, and he seems to handle it really well for a seven-footer. He can shoot yeah. it. The one game he played yeah. against Amoni Bates was such yeah. an impressive individual performance, but I, I don't know how good the level of competition was outside of yeah. Amoni, like on the rest of that team. I don't think that that was like super league competition. So sure. uh, Holmgren was interesting. I mean, there's definitely a few high school guys who I was tempted to take, but man, we didn't even take John Morant. How am I, I supposed to take a high school guy? So yeah. Uh, if anything, this tells me that the league is in good hands, that none of us are GMs because yep. – I, th- I think there are at least board. 10 guys that got taken that I would not have taken at all. <laughs> and said to wedge, it, to wedge in players like Morant, uh, De'Aaron Fox. Are you including my Steph pick in that? Uh, Steph's on the border. I mean, do you want me to tell you the players? Let me go. Let me see the top ones that I... Steph's going to retire in Charlotte. Uh, I'm not sure I would have... I definitely wouldn't have taken James Wiseman anywhere. Uh, def- I wouldn't have taken Embiid. I don't think I would have taken Jimmy Butler. I think it's a little too soon for Porter. I would have taken other guys over Shea. I would not have taken Jaron Jackson. Um, Yo, where's Jeremy Grant go? <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I think I would have taken Jamal Murray, but Detroit, you know, <laughs> I don't think I would have taken Steph. Um, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of guys. I'm not sure I would have. Yeah. I mean, like I, I mean, I would have taken Trey Young, but near the end, I wouldn't have taken him that high. Big, big Wessel one do snub. In this, hey, where, uh, where's a, where's Isak Bonga? That's the guy that needs to be on this list. Where's Kyle Kuzma? <laughs> in China. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> the most popular player in. Uh... In, in the Far East. Um, all right, cool. I think I hit up most. Of, by the way, I love that uh, Dewan Wagner's son is on this list, uh, prospectively, for us to pick from. I saw Dewan Wagner and Eddie Griffin play in high school uh, at the Leah Course Center where Temple played, and it was the, the most hyped high school game I, I'd ever been to in my life, and it, it lived up to it. Truly a tremendous game. With that in mind, it's crazy to see Dewan Wagner's son and both uh, and both Dewan Wagner and Eddie Griffin uh, you know, no longer 
on Willis. So, uh, anyhow, um, I don't have any other critiques of you guys. Lovely thought to end this. Yeah, sorry sorry to end on that. But no, this is this was fun. This is a good exercise too because it's uh, it's in writing. It's like, uh, it's our it's in audio form. So we have everyone on the record. We can revisit this uh, at a later date, hopefully uh, all together again. Who Uh, won? Then you were the greater. Who won? Yeah. So. I, I like, uh, yeah, the greater. Yeah, I yeah. actually, it's funny. I can only tell you who, whose picks I, I really did like, I think Simmons is a steal at 17. I thought that, uh, I think that LeBron was a steal at nine. I still think LeBron's going to just be like, he'll have figured out how to be the greatest back to the basket point guard in the history of the game, but 40 years old. Um, and it's kind of funny to me that Giannis went three behind, uh, Trey Young. Like, it, like I feel, I feel like Giannis probably good, probably going to be number two. Um, other picks I like, I love, uh, I love Donovan Mitchell at 22. And I also liked uh, Bam at a bio at 19. So whoever picked those, congratulations to you all. That's, that's, um, that's, but yeah, that's at least three of mine. Nah, no, nah, I can't, I can't be right. I can't be right. You got uh, I like LeBron, Jokic at eight too. By you the like way. LeBron, you like Bam. Those are both mine. Yeah, I mean, look. It's a lot. Oh, oh, Booker oh, at fourteen. Was that you too? That's also me. Yeah. So, so this <laughs> is not premeditated. I, 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 to my when we did this exercise, I was going to say Booker should be a top ten uh, pick in this. So, uh, I agree yeah. with you. I, 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 Booker in top in five years, Booker's probably going to be yeah. one of the five. He's, gonna, he's definitely going to be the best two in yeah. the NBA in five years. So. You know what? Won't be a point guard though. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Nah, when I when I po- when I post this pod, I'm gonna. Uh, at some point, like who, if it was just up to me, would be in the top twenty-five. I feel like we should all maybe do that uh, just to kind of mix it up. Yeah. Well, listen, listen, friends. This is a lot of fun. Uh, listeners, I would love to hear uh, what your top twenty-five of twenty twenty-five lists look like. Uh, we know that some of these are going to be wrong. That's the nature of the beast, but it's kind of fun to project. A lot more fun, I think, than ranking the best players of today. As you all know, I'm very anti-rankings. I think they're really stupid. So for Tim Cato, for Matt Ellentuck, for Ricky O'Donnell, Christian Winfield, Ben Epstein, I'm Mike Prada. See you next time on the Limited Upside Podcast.